Remember not only to say the right thing in the right place, but far more difficult still to leave unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment. Benjamin Franklin. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. We are continuing our series of editing each other's works. So if you're concerned about spoilers, these books are out. They were released about a month ago. Check out either of our names on Amazon and those books will pop right up. Have fun. And then you can know a little bit more about what we're talking about in these episodes. But if you haven't yet, fear not. We are talking about concepts that will apply to your writing using each other as examples. That's the whole purpose of why we are roasting each other all month long. So let's get into this again and start talking to me about my dialogue. So many people struggle with dialogue. Dialogue is such a difficult thing and most of your dialogue is spot on. But I can tell I have a lot more theater experience than you do. Yes, my theater experience is all at least 15 years old now. One of the things you learn in acting school is to read a monologue, a wall of text that your character says, and find what are called beats in the monologue. These are internal shifts where the change happens externally. There is a thought process that happens before the words come out of the character's mouth. That's a beat shift. This is one of those, I spend so much time trying to make the dialogue itself sound realistic because it is hard to find that balance of writing like people actually talk and writing in a way that's understandable. Not an easy task and something I think every author is still working on. So that's what I focus on in my dialogue. I'm not particularly paying a lot of attention to the beats. I'm just, this is what feels natural, and I go with it because I'm a pantser. But as an audience member, reading these beat changes, it can feel very whiplashy. Having these moments where characters now thinking about this, or there's a change in topic, change in who they're addressing, the easiest way is to add a little bit of an action in there that becomes that indicator for the change that's about to happen. I see on our outline, you brought in a lot of examples. So start telling me what I did wrong. Let's get into it. How about you read the first one and I will say the word beat when there's that bar line. Okay. Storm isn't quite the right word, Camilla said with a forced smile. It was more like a hurricane or tsunami. Beat. How did you like the game today? Without that beat, it's a rather whiplashy kind of moment. So she can put both of her hands on Thea's shoulders and have a gesture of, I love you, let's move on from this. Some kind of thing that's unique to Camilla and go, okay, let's, let's focus on the good. How did you like the game today? I know Camilla has that in her because she's the sweet and adorable best friend. These little beats are an opportunity to explore that. The other main thing that I noticed that I could do is just move where that dialogue tag is. Just bump it over a sentence where the beat actually shifts, add a little bit more than just a forced smile, some kind of comment of what she's doing to mark the change in topic of, okay, guys, let's all move on from this. Then 
How did you like the game today? So perhaps it could read, storm isn't quite the right word. It was more like a hurricane or a tsunami. Camilla forced a smile and turned to Isaac. How did you like the game today? That beat feels a lot more natural because of where it's breaking up in the dialogue. So let's go to the next example. Keep thinking about it. Maybe you'll remember something. And be careful. He pulled me into a hug. This is one of those starting a sentence with a conjunction can lead to a very confusing moment. But adding that beat in there would change how this is conveyed. So would that mean taking he pulled me into a hug and just putting it right there between maybe you'll remember something and and be careful? Yeah, but initially it comes across as maybe you'll remember something and be careful, which I get that's going through his head also (laughs) because he's fairly frustrated with her and her lack of carefulness throughout the entire novel. But what I think you're trying to convey here is maybe you'll remember something. Oh, and be careful. Yes, that is what I'm trying to convey. So the reprimand from a distance, a physical distance between the characters. Keep thinking about it. Maybe you'll remember something. He pulled me into a hug and be careful. All of a sudden, that's an oh, that's sweet. That's romantic. Instead of gib smacking her a little bit. Which she should probably get anyway. She kind of deserves that, this book. But that really should come from Camilla, not necessarily from Logan. Sometimes the beat will happen in the middle of a sentence because a new idea is striking the character in some way. Because of his gang involvement, I didn't associate with that part of the family if I could help it. I didn't know what gang he was in or anything. So if you add that beat, I didn't know what gang he was in, beat or anything, it adds a certain guilt, a certain weight to those last two words. So how do I add a beat in what is currently didn't know what gang he was in or anything? If you want it to be conveyed like that, didn't know what gang he was in or anything, then don't add a beat in there. I didn't know what gang he was in. He sighed, throwing his hands in the air or anything. I know that's a very dramatic response for Logan. I'm being dramatic for the sake of making a point. But adding an action outside of dialogue buys us that time and sets up for the beat change with however you want him to feel about the or anything part. So to not be quite so dramatic, would just making or anything a new sentence work? That's one way to do it. I would still like to see his physical actions if it were me, depending on how much time you want the reader to experience between the gang or anything. So what would you put in there? In this particular moment, he's feeling very frustrated, very focused, and guilty. So instead of frustration, I think I would focus in on that guilt and say something more of, He closed his eyes and his shoulders fell, just looking completely dejected or anything. And this is where having those notes about your characters, especially not your main, main character, knowing your character and how he expresses guilt, not only tells us, the audience, he's expressing guilt, but also tells us, the audience, point of view character, Thea, knows he's expressing guilt because she recognizes this gesture. In this next example, it's the sister-in-law talking. She rolled her eyes, 
That would be the kids who'd drive us both mad, dear. But I suppose you're right. Can I still borrow that dress? She asked, still looking towards me. This one actually has two different beats in it. Often those conjunction words, especially but, because there is a distinct change in thought process with that word. Often those words are an indicator of, is there a beat here or not? And there's the very obvious, can I still borrow the dress? Which is nothing to do with anything they've been talking about. This one poses a bit of a challenge because we can't do the standard insert dialogue tag here for the beat. I don't need like four dialogue tags in this. Not so much. The way I would solve this is a Thea reaction at some point. But you can have, she rolled her eyes. That would be the kids that would drive us both mad, dear. I laughed along with her at the comment. We both knew it was true. But I suppose you're right. She looked to me. Can I still borrow that dress? Yeah, that's a lot smoother. It's a lot more words. I know you have trouble filling up your (laughs) words. I know, I'm so short on word count. But having a character reaction in the way that you're hoping your readers will also react will help us align with your main character and help break up those beats. I know you're right. I mean, just in general, that phrasing is not great. So that's on my list of things to fix. It's one of those, I would have changed it, but you don't necessarily have to, depending on the momentum and the flavor you're setting for the particular scene. If it's an action scene where there's a lot of fighting, this and that, I will put as few beats in there as possible because there's a lot of patty cake that's both physical and verbal. If it's the very end and everyone's living happily ever after, everyone's giggling, this and that, things are slowing down, then it's okay to add an extra beat. This is a decision you make as a storyteller if there should be a beat in there or not. So that's something you can do in your own writing, especially during your editing process. Bring in a local theater actor, make friends with theater geeks. I promise you it will always serve you well. But having them deliver these lines, look at how they change. Look at when they change, when they pause. Not just because there's punctuation, which will be their indicator from you of when to pause, but when they're making these decisions prior to delivering a line. I know for me personally, this episode has been a huge help because I never understood the beat thing. I knew that there needed to be, you know, action tags between transitions. I obviously didn't do that consistently. I think I did it a good portion of the time, but... I struggled with that because how I write is so almost flow of consciousness. It makes it difficult for me to recognize those things in the moment. And then when I go back to review, I don't understand the beats thing. So I just go right past it in my own edits. So hopefully this has helped you guys figure out something about your own writing. Maybe you struggle like me or maybe you've got it down like Lee. I'm still working on it too. It's one of those things that I have to pay attention to and go through an entire edit of just looking at how the dialogue flows. These are all things that you consider when you're editing, but if stream of consciousness works for you, then just write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 